0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: People involved.
2: I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timmons. This is Kelly Smith. This
3: is Travis LaTroy. This is Jeremy McGrath.
1: And now, Pit Pass Radio. All
2: right, welcome to another riveting edition of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm Tony Wink with my sidekick, PJ Dorn, from Heckland Power Sports. Scott Casper is taking the week off dealing with dogs and bats.
1: Makes perfect sense if you know him. <laughs>
2: truth our producers are jack and leanne daily on big thanks to tommy boy halverson and uh, ed coolenkamp for all their contributions on the show big news in motocross eli tomac delivers his third title in a row in the 450 class
1: the three yeah
2: he's the only man to do that in our modern times only ricky carmichael did it that's sort of our era, Tony D and Gary Jones have won the U.S. Elite Outdoor Motocross title three years in a row. That's it. That's the only people that have done it. So big congrats to Eli Tomac and the entire Monster Energy Kawasaki team. One round still remains, so we wrapped that up early uh, for the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. This weekend, this coming weekend in Crawfordsville, Indiana, the Ironman, which relatively is new to the series, compared to some of the other rounds, but it's already become a fan favorite and they get massive crowds. So they have the GNCC there, as we talked about off-air. It's awesome. Yeah, so it's a really good facility. They have a regional there for Loretta Lynn's uh so that'll be a good round looks like they have some good weather coming at least hopefully second place is still wide open for Marvin Muskin and Kenny Roxon with only five points separating the two in the 450 class and it appears uh former Supercross champ Jason Anderson will finish fourth in that series in the 250 class it's Adam Ciancerillo title to lose for sure as he sits 30 points ahead of the Frenchman Dylan Ferrandez and I believe Justin Cooper should finish third in that series we had Peoria this weekend. It looked like it was going to be a rainout. They pulled her off. Talk about that, PJ.
1: Yeah, it was a, a historic weekend for many reasons. One, in the lightweight class, we had a young Dallas Daniels get his first professional uh, American flat track win in the singles class, followed by Dan Bromley and Jesse Janish. And in the Twins class, for the first time since the year 2003, someone other than the Prince of Peoria, or now the King of Peoria, Henry Wiles, stood on top of the podium. Uh, Unfortunately, he was recovering from an injury. He suffered at the uh, Black Hills um, race at the half mile, so... This year goes to Briar Bauman, followed closely by his brother Bronson. And our first guest tonight, can't wait to talk to him, J.D. Beach, finished out the podium. And this coming weekend, of course, we will also have MotoGP from Silverstone with the return of Jorge Lorenzo to the Repsol team. And we've also got Moto America going racing in Pittsburgh. And we'll be talking to some of those guys tonight as well.
2: All right, thanks, PJ. We're going to, uh, uh, let me tell you who's going to be on the show. Chris Hawkins is going to be on, who's... Uh... One of the the helpers with the Bull Taco Astro Cup, which is going on next weekend, they're going to have that, and then also, them boys are all going to go to Davenport and race on Friday, August thirtieth, in conjunction with that huge uh, the motorcycle swap meet, the vintage swap meet, antique motorcycle swap meet, I guess it is. So uh, Chris will be on. He's a he's a super cool guy. Jesse Janish is on, who's. Um, a uh, AFT singles class racer, sitting fourth, I think, in points. J.D. Beach, as you mentioned, our number two. We're going to have Tristan Hart, who is a extremely talented 22-year-old off-road rider. He finished uh, remarkable 14th overall in the Erzberg Rodeo this year. So you know he's no slouch. And then uh, your buddy, our buddy, Drake Beacham, is going to be on.
1: Yep, friend of Pit Pass.
2: You bet. And uh, so anyway, let's go to our first guest, J.D. Beach. J.D., uh, let's talk about peoria how was that?
3: Uh it, it was good. It was uh I mean uh, really when I w- woke up that uh that day I I really didn't even think we were going to be racing cuz I mean it was pouring down rain but uh I mean the track did a uh, a great job getting it ready and uh I, I mean it's been it was the first time I raced there since 2015 but I mean the the the
1: tr- the track the track night. JD, what'd you think of that? If so you haven't been there since 15, you haven't been there since uh, they started running twins. So this was the first time for you to uh, huck one around that particular track. What'd you think of that jump on your guys' big bikes? Because we were there last year, year before, and man, it's a, it, a it was jump. rough. <laughs> parts parts were falling off bikes last year and the year before.
3: Yeah, no. They, they, this year they spent a lot, a lot of time on the jump and uh, re- really, really kind of uh, reface the jump and changed it a bit. And and I, I, I think all of the twins did well um, off the jump. I, I, I honestly don't even think one broke. Uh-uh.
2: No foot pegs falling off, or or uh, no, no. we saw all that we, first we, year.
3: We, we we're yeah, I mean we we're still getting a lot of air, but but no, I I, I think the jump was uh, re- real smooth.
1: Well, congrats again on your podium finish, JD. You came in third and uh, heck of a race having the brothers in front of you. Uh, you hadn't raced there in a few years. It's odd almost it seems to talk about anybody but Henry Wiles winning it that's what people used to say before Chris Carr retired it was weird to talk about anyone winning it before he quit um unfortunately we didn't get to see Wiles but was the I mean did the day go pretty smooth after the near rainout
3: yeah yeah I, I think so uh I mean at at, at least for me we, we were kind of hoping we'd have uh I, a little bit more speed there, but uh, with with that track and the the way the her, the turns are, it, it was uh, a a little hard uh, for us on the on the Yamaha's. But but no, I mean I I think the day went smooth. It, it was it was kind of nice because uh, the day went. Hmm, Went by quick because they 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 were wanting to get it done before it rained again and before it got dark. So so it was good.
1: Well, that's awesome, and I think it's worth touching back. JD, you've had uh, you've done a number of rides this year. I guess I don't know the total count. Whenever it seems, whenever there hasn't been a conflict with your uh, Moto America ride, you've been out in the AFT Twins class. Congrats on your win at the Buffalo Chip, man. Uh, That was that was impressive. Uh, how cool is it to be standing on top of that podium? Yeah, it, it,
3: it was it it, it it was cool, but it was, it was I, I I think that was the first time I've ever been heartbroken to win just because the the way uh, the 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 way I won with with Jake, uh, my team, he made. And breaking on the last lap and the last turn, when when He had led the whole race. It, it kind of, it, it sucked. But, but no. I mean, it, it was still cool to get the win there.
2: Didn't you win in Arizona too? Yes. Yeah. You're so you got a couple wins, and a, and a, so what are you sitting in like ten? You're, 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 you're knocking on top ten without even hitting them all.
1: Yeah, I, I think right now I'm sitting eleventh, maybe. That's an, that's an impressive run for a very hotly contested Two wins series. and a podium
2: this last weekend. That's uh, not bad for a road racer. And we're only
1: talking about three of them. <laughs> we're only talking about three of them. You know, you've had other great results. You've been solid on the bike. Has that bike been getting better? I know Estenson, we've we've talked to him. We've talked to everybody who races for him. His bikes are incredible and seeming to be getting better. I mean, he's it certainly seems like the team's gelling around this mto7 is that what's really does it feel that way to the racers
3: yeah i mean i, I think the bike is getting better it's not it, it's not changing as fast as we had hoped but but it it's not too bad but i know the team is working super hard so i mean there there's it, it it it's not because uh they're they're not trying it's just uh when, when when you're trying to trying to develop a bike while you're racing it it's, uh a bit hard
2: any any riding off, outside of just the racing on that bike
3: not not right now at, at least for me just cuz uh when when I'm not there I'm at a moto I, I'm America race so i mean it's like so every weekend i've got something going on so it
2: it must be nice to be a rock star like you
1: no kidding (laughs) just fly to races everybody hands you cool stuff did i bring my helmet
2: oh you've got my helmet okay good here we go let me throw my bike over this oh i'm gonna go and win this race okay great (laughs) (laughs) we're proud of you man I'm, i'm happy for you it's cool
3: thank you very much yeah,
2: that's you've only, awesome.
1: You've only got three rounds left in Moto America. I guess uh, AFT series is getting pretty thin as well. Um, what are you looking forward to doing in the off season? I mean, is there is there an off season for JD Beach or does he uh, head to Europe and do a bunch more racing that we don't know about?
3: Yeah, you know, I I, I really don't know yet because I I I don't really know what what I'll be doing uh, for next year, but. I, my, my hope and my plan is October because I think the last race of the AFT season uh, is the last week of September, so October, I'm planning on staying home the whole time, not not going well, for one weekend, I'm going to Michigan for a big ride, but other than that, I, I don't plan on uh, leaving the house.
2: you going to go up and riding up in the UP on dirt bikes? Yeah. Oh, man, have you ever done it?
3: Yeah, we there, there's a uh, a big group of some 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 guys that go right, you know, I I I think you might have heard like this guy Jared Nees, uh Brian Smith, mean like some 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 guys that race a, a little bit. But, but no, it, it, it it's fun there, there's a huge group of us that that uh that uh that go up and, and it's a fun time
2: i mean, i have heard of them I, I assume they're just some local guys in michigan or something but uh yeah yeah, it's, right. uh, yeah and, and, <laughs> and,
3: and and actually one of your next guests uh last year he was in texas drove up to my house and then we drove up there to, uh together
2: the thing about the up is that there's no way to rock star that thing there's no that i know of airports that you can just say hey meet you boys there. pick me up at the airport like most people do to me, you know, it's uh, it's green, a
1: green Bay'd be about as good as you're going to get. It's a drive. That's yeah, a haul from there, but it's
2: worth it. And, uh, uh, we've, we went with, uh, so when parts Unlimited had a deal, we would go up there and I would, I either worked for, for a vendor, two parts Unlimited, or I'd sneak my way in with some bike shop. They would say, all right, let Tony go. He'd be one of our guys. And we did rides up there every year. And, uh, dick burleson would be the guide and i rode with scott summers i rode with jimmy jarrett david knight um john dowd was there it was a bunch of cool it was super cool and and believe me them boys they know how to bogey find down the trails the trail, yeah down the trail. yeah they're like try to keep up dubby and i'm like okay i'm coming <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun yeah I'm, I'm envious in that when is your trip to the up because that's the weather's kind of, it gets cold pretty quick up there.
3: Yeah, I think it's the second weekend of October.
2: Yeah, it'll be cold.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah. Your, it's no longer yeah, no warm. Yeah, it was cold last year.
2: Yeah, take your riding gear, because it'll be Oh yeah, your jackets and stuff. Well, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a, a, a road racing question, if you don't mind. I know you're Mr. Flat Track right now, but I wanted to talk about Laguna Seca, where you raced the, uh, both the Moto America and the World Super on two different bikes, two different brands of tires it had to be an incredible uh, experience trying to transition to back to back and and i was just curious what some of the you know some of the more major differences were with the dunlops and the pirellis which you had to use for world supers and 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 all that that's uh that had to have been no easy easy task to get done
3: yeah it was uh it was a lot of work I mean, not only for me but for the team too cuz I, I i would go out uh for world superbike and uh that was like a 15 uh minute session and then i'd come back in i'd have to change my suit cuz the suit had different stuff on it and, oh, go, man. Back for, yeah, and, and go back out for yeah go back out for moto america so and then once i got done with those two sessions we had about an hour break or maybe an an hour and a half break and we and me and richard with attack would have to go over the data and the bike and so after i had just gotten done riding for an hour on the, the moto america bike i had to go back and try and remember what i did on the world Superbike, go 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 that stuff, and not get confused when we went over the Moto America stuff. So I mean, it was it was a like just that stuff was a a a lot of work.
1: And did you end up with JD? I'm sure at the end of it all, at the end of the weekend, uh, you've got a great team. Were you? was it massively different setups based on the two different tires cuz as i understood the bikes were relatively the same uh, spec as far as uh, setup goes you just clearly had to tune one for one tire and tune the other for another tire were the were the settings a long long ways apart or was it small details
3: i i, I wouldn't say it, it was long long ways but it was quite a bit uh bit different between the two bikes and, and even uh, because on the world, super bike, we, we could only rev it to 14.7, and the Moto uh, Amer- American bike goes to, I-, I think, 15.2 or so. So, I mean, d- just that alone with the electronics, with the uh, tr- traction control, wheel- wheelie control, and like even my like, shift points and stuff were...
1: Uh, a bit
2: different. Yeah, it wouldn't be.
1: I can imagine that would might even change uh, overall gearing or gear selection at least if those you know four five hundred RPMs off the top end. I can imagine that. changing. So do the boys talk
2: to each other when they're when they're setting? I mean, it's it's got to be it's got to be a lot of working together. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I mean, well, l- luckily we I, I, there there was one crew that that. That I worked with with the whole, the whole season, and they worked with Richard last year too. And they, I mean, they work really hard. For I mean, it's a small crew, and uh, they 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 work re- really hard, and they know their job too do and Man, they, they they
2: did a they did a great job, JD. It's always fun having you on. Congratulations on all your success. We want to uh, just keep it rolling. It's it's awesome to watch. We're big fans here at Pit Pass.
3: Awesome. Thank you very yes. much.
2: All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we've got Jesse Janish. Who's going to join us. Talk a little bit about the AFC Singles class. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. <music>
3: Hey everybody, this is Hillbilly, David Beep and you're listening to Pit
0: Pass Radio. This is Jack and Leanne. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current